Thanks for joining us for Episode 8 of Season 2 of Couples, Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. The first and third Wednesday of each month, we drop episodes with advice, tips, and real-world experience for partnering in business and life. I'm Jody, a business owner and communication strategist, and I hate when I pay a bill over the phone and get a confirmation number that includes letters, which I will remind everyone are not numbers. And on top of that, the letters are like B, 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 The robot voice numbers and letters. And I'm like, I don't know what these letters are, and I can't understand. And secondly, I'm paying a bill. I'm not doing algebra. Letters should not be in the numbers. They got you right where they want you. They do. And then it's all over with. And I don't have to press one to hear it again. And a dollar sign. Yes. Lots of numbers around that. Mm-hmm. I'm Glenn Jody's partner in life and business, and I was trying to shoot some pictures with my single lens reflex camera recently, but I couldn't get it to work. So I turned it off, turned it back on, nothing. Removed the battery and replaced it, still nothing. I went through my mental troubleshooting list time after time and finally found the problem. I hadn't removed the lens cap. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A, You're a cliche now. I know. Aww. Well, I've always been a cliche, but... <laughs> That first thing, turning it off and on, that always usually works. Yeah, or close the cup holder. Close the cup holder. <laughs> on today's show, since it's back to school season, we talk about what we can still learn from the classic book, All I Really Need to Know, I Learned in Kindergarten. Then we interview Ashley and Collier East, owners of La Pops, a gourmet frozen treat shop. Mm, at the end of the episode, we stop by the Couples Inc. water cooler and share some funny school stories. Now, without further ado, let's get started with this episode of Couples, Inc. For our topic today, we thought it's back to school season, so why not take a look at that classic list of things we all learned in kindergarten? You're talking about the book? Yeah. All I really need to know I learned in kindergarten? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. New York Times bestseller list uh, for two years. Wow. And there's a list of 16 things we can all learn. We thought we'd take a fresh look at this list and see how it applies to being an adult and running a business. Because, again, you see all those posters and you hear that phrase, everything I ever learned. So I looked it up, and according to the interwebs, this is the list of things that are kind of start this book out. Okay, so the first thing on the list is share everything How did you interpret that as being an adult in a business? That is paramount to being in business with your significant other. If you don't communicate, you won't (laughs) business-aid. Make that into a t-shirt or a mug right now. I'm going to put a plaque above the entry door here at the world headquarters. You let your significant other know what's on your mind, what's on the agenda, any thoughts or ideas that have popped up during the course of a day or a week or any given period of time. And what you're thinking is important. Also, what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get to that. Yeah, I agree. That's, yeah. You took a different approach with that, but I agree. That is a good interpretation of sharing everything is to let your partner know. And, and you know, it's it's okay if you're not in a good place. Like I can't get this done, or I would you know let let them know, and maybe they pick up the slack or something. Yeah, if you're feeling underwater, I know this has happened before. You'll ask for my help uh, to take some of the things off your plate, right. or to brainstorm with you on a project or an idea. You know, to proofread copy. It it's, just anything that you want done, I do. 
everything <laughs> that I want be. done, you won't do. No, as it should be. Um, I think, no, it's sharing when you're like, hey, I'm overwhelmed. Can you take this on? Or vice versa, I think. Yeah. You know, it's good. I took it as mentoring. Sharing your knowledge oh. with the next generation is a good interpretation of this. Or sharing with another couple. I know it really helps us to go out to dinner or you know hang out with other couples in business yeah. and share your experiences and your knowledge. So I took it from you know that standpoint. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Eat their brains. Gain their knowledge. Yes. So uh, play fair is the second thing on the list. And this has been really hard lately, I think, not just for us, but for a lot of businesses because there's so much craziness going on right now. You know, we live in interesting times, like the Chinese proverb. Is that really a Chinese proverb? I don't know. Well, like the proverb that I just made up. But you just made up. May yes. you live in interesting times. And the karma that that generates, or the backlash, or whatever you want to call it, it really tends to seep. It's kind of like um, mud. So you're talking about like, like the expectations. Like, for instance, you have to handle a lot of customer service complaints on social media. Is yeah. that kind of what you're talking about? That's part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that people are just looking for an outlet for their frustration a lot of times. Yeah. And that just happens to be convenient, easy, a couple of clicks, and it's done. But also the the knowledge of, of being a fair person in business. Yeah, I agree. Because you're right, like you said, kind of it's karmic. Um, to not be fair and play fair with others in your industry, a healthy competition is always good. Or um, striving to make your help your business succeed is, is also good, but yeah. not at the expense of others. I think mm-hmm. in this time, we need to join together. I wanted it for couples in business to add not pl- just play fair, but fight fair. We've talked in previous episodes about conflict resolution. You want to fight? I, yes. Is that what you want? Bring it. Conflict resolution is important for your business and your marriage. And when I saw play fair, I also thought it's important to fight fair. And I don't even like the word fight, disagree fair. And to not make things personal and to not use words like always and never and to try to be be fair about that. I think that's, that's an important lesson that we've learned in business and as a couple that it just, it's detrimental. I think that's always good. Exactly. All right, number three. I didn't have anything because I think it's still very wise words. Um, don't hit people. Unless <laughs> you're in a Black Friday mob and okay. the last Tickle Me Lego Jurassic Super Nintendo is within your reach, then no rules. Okay, I can see how that could be one of those. So we'll put an asterisk yes. at the end of that. But don't hit people is rule number three. and Still wise words to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, put things back where you found them is rule number four. You are looking at me in a certain way when you I, say that. N- maybe, no, maybe not. I, and I am the world's worst. I'm a clutter meister. But it seems like, especially recently, the harder I try to get organized, the more the disorganization pushes back. And kind of spreads on me. Mm-hmm. You see my desk. We're recording in my office, by yes. the way. And my desk is semi-cluttered. It's been worse. Yes. But a couple of uh, weeks ago, I made a decision to just go ahead and sweep that clean and get rid of the clutter. But it's, it grows back. And part of it, part of it is paper. Right. Part of it is the documents that we print. And I think we're kind of behind the curve on that. I know a lot of <laughs> digital natives are sitting there going... What? You print things? Codgers. Well, part of it, that is, um, it's it's the way you, it's your system, and that kind of goes with mine, but mm. you're not a filer, you're a piler. 
and if filing doesn't well it doesn't make sense for you and it's not where you can find things quickly and it takes more time but you probably if i were to ask you to find something could identify it fairly quickly within your piles the problem is even if your system works for you if you don't have it organized and contained and i think that's where you just need more surface space that you can designate as your pile zone so i to that end have formulated a plan Mm mm-hmm I'm going to turn this entire office into a desktop. That way you you have plenty of room plenty on your desktop. Plenty of horizontal space, yeah. Well, as we were talking about with the put the num- rule number four, putting things back where you found them, I immediately thought of the show The Prophet that we like to watch. Mm-hmm. And when he goes in and he'll look at the process and he'll see organizations that it's not a case that they don't put things back, but they don't really have a place like everything needs to have a place or a system because you waste a lot of time if you have to look for things or go back and forth to find things. And time is money. When you own a business, time is money. So whatever your system, if you're a filer or a piler, or if you know you have everything digitally, if you have an organization system that works for you, keep at it recognizing that it is going to save you money in the long run because you're saving yourself time and time is money. Which kind of leads to number four is put things back where you found them. Number five, and I didn't put this in all caps. It was like this on the interwebs. Uh-huh. Clean up your own mess. So I think that kind of could carry on for that. But did you have a different interpretation? Not really. I think that it's kind of like a sub item of number four. I agree, except when it comes to clients. Uh, and if, if you have any issues, when I think of clean up your own mess, have a solution ready. It's one of the things you learned when you work for someone is don't come with the mess, come with a solution. So when I think when I thought clean up your own mess, it's kind of like have an idea. Yeah, clients love that when you have a customer that's got a problem mm-hmm. and you can come to them with a solution built into that, or you bring up something that you know is going to be problematic, and you also have one, two, several solutions to that or suggestions you can make. So much the better. Number six, don't take things that aren't yours. Okay. What was your interpretation? I just said that's always a bad idea. Well, I agree. And I added to that, don't use stock images without paying for them. That ugly watermark tells you that you don't respect someone else's work. And I see businesses do this on ads or flyers or digital stuff. You're not respecting this photographer or this business that is selling photography, and you have this ugly watermark right there. That's a great point. Why should I respect your business? Yeah. I just really do hate it. I know copyright law can be complicated to understand in terms of what you have rights to and what you don't. Particularly, it's very arcane to a lot of people. Yeah, it is to me. And particularly in a world right now where you look at social media memes or you look at the music that you can play on certain, uh, like TikTok, like, what, well, what's fair use, what's social, what's very not. Very confusing. Very confusing. Confusing, but I can guarantee you if there's a watermark on it or if there's something in there that the owner has said, I don't want anyone else using, don't use it without their permission. Yeah. Number seven on our list of all I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. And I just put this as customer service 101. Okay. Well, that's interesting. My take on it was. Taking responsibility for your mistakes Oh, yeah, is yeah. the easiest and most practical approach. It saves time. It may make you look bad in the beginning, but it's definitely going to be a shortcut to the healing process. 
Wash your hands before you eat. That's number eight on our list. What I had nothing on there. I combined it with the next one, but what do you have? Make sure your process is clean and well thought out hmm. before you eat your clients <laughs> and customers. Now, before you suggest a new idea or approach a new prospective customer. Okay. Because otherwise you're wasting their time. Kind of explain a little bit more about that. When you say clean, you're kind of just like being metaphorically, basically just kind of testing it? Yeah, have it organized. Okay. Think through it some. Yeah, put it on paper, obviously, yeah. or into a presentation. No, but I like yeah. that idea. That That's a good, good interpretation to number eight, wash your hands before you eat. So number nine was, and I really struggled with how I could put this into corporate or business or couple speak is flush. I don't know. I the only that's why I combined 8 and 9 washing your hands and flushing. This is I took it from the cleanliness standpoint of customer facing um you know make sure everything's clean and neat and people you know greasy spoon they like to eat at a greasy spoon but they don't literally want a greasy spoon. So be sure that some of these customer facing things are are clean and sanitized probably some of these same procedures a lot of small businesses incorporated into their um, systems during covid yeah. may need to continue yeah. so that's how i combine those two is you know just kind of keep it clean yeah that's a good point all right number 10 warm cookies and cold milk are good for you duh is what i put well i've been disappointed with cookies lately oh really yeah Oh. With my blood sugars, I'm oh. making a mid-month resolution to avoid cookies. Okay. It's sad, but it's necessary. The what cookie about, purge begins. What about when it's on a Google cookie? Oh, those are the worst. I know. I disappoint every time. <laughs> those are not good for you. Mm. They're annoying. But anyway, number 11 on this list of things we learned from kindergarten, live a balanced life. Learn some. And drink some, and draw some, and paint some, and sing and dance and play, and work every day some. So for me, I mentioned previous episode that I've been loving taking some classes, uh, whether it's cupcake decorating, just the other night, my friend Lindsay and I did splatter paint, which was very fun. Um, but I, I think it's important if you work a lot and you want to just escape from that, finding a creative outlet will fulfill you on a lot of different levels. And it's just basically finding that hobby. So that's where I kind of got with the learn some and drink some and draw some and paint some. It's like find those things that bring you joy. All right, what's, what's number 12? Take a nap every afternoon. 20 minutes resting your eyes is essential. Number 13. When you go out into the world, watch out for traffic, hold hands, and stick together. Teamwork makes yeah. the dream work. And also, to extra emphasis on watch out for traffic. If you spend enough time, like Glenn does, watching crazy driver videos on YouTube, <laughs> I know, seriously, I'll watch some with, with him, and I'm kind of, like, afraid to leave the house. Yeah, it, it will make watch you a little out paranoid. For, yes, watch out for traffic. Look left, right, and left again, mm. unless you're in England. And right again. And pretty soon you're pretty just soon, yeah, you're just like looking back and forth. But yeah, yeah just kind of watch out for traffic. Be careful out there. All right, number fourteen. Be aware of wonder. Remember the little seed in the styrofoam cup. The roots go down and the plant goes up, and nobody really knows how or why. But we are all like that. Well, I mean, I'm sure people do know why, but like kindergartners don't. 
But I put this down as strive to be a lifelong learner. Um, I It can be tough to keep up with everything that is new and changing. And I swear if I hear the phrase updated algorithm again, I might, you know, just throw my computer out the window. Yeah. But any way you can keep yourself engaged and be aware of the wonder of it so that you don't feel like it's a chore or a grind to keep up with things the better so being aware of wonder to me is yeah i don't understand everything about the you know whatever new changes come in because they'll eventually change again but i'm amazed at the abilities we have to reach customers and clients and communicate and connect with each other so i approach it from that standpoint not as a standpoint of like ah one more thing to learn but just look at the wonder of it yeah i've been aware of wonder most of my life it's kind of in my dna i think and that's, uh, you know, props to my mom and dad and my grandparents. For each of them, they helped make me aware. Early in our, on in our relationship, you like one moment stopped and you were pointing out a sunset. And I, and I was like, huh, I never really thought to stop and look at it. I know when I'm on vacation, I do. Yeah. But this is just driving home from a meeting or work or whatever it was. You're just like, oh, wow, look at that amazing. And I'm like, oh, Yeah. I can sometimes get tunnel vision and be like, well, I'm on my way someplace or I'm doing something. You know, amazing sunsets and sunrises don't have to wait for a vacation or the world of wonder, you know, doesn't have to wait for you to stop. Just it can happen every day. Mm -hmm. Number 15, goldfish and hamster and white mice and even the little seed in the styrofoam cup. They all die. So do we. Death is a star. Well, you added that last part. I did. That death yeah. is not a star. I think it's a quote from a Clash album. I'm not sure. Oh, well, I thought this is a bit morbid, but what I tried to equate this to is change is inevitable. Some business practices or systems, if they don't make sense anymore, maybe you need to change some things. So don't cling to something just because that's the way you've always done it. That's that's sort of the way I looked at it because I really didn't want to talk about, you know, hamsters dying. Uh, well, it was kind of random. <laughs> it was. Although, if you do read this, the goldfish part goes back to the other rule of flush. Oh, that's too soon for every goldfish that recently passed. Too soon. Yes. All we, right. We apologize to those of you who have goldfish that have recently passed. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. Yes. Sorry for your loss. Okay, and the final one. Number 16. And then remember the Dick and Jane books. And the first word you learned, the biggest word of all, look. So what did you interpret that as? I did not. Oh, I just said look ahead, don't get so caught up in doing that you don't plan for the future. But maybe that was the whole point, is that maybe I shouldn't have written anything down, I should just look. Really? We caught up with Ashley and Collier East, the owners of Le Pop's Gourmet Frozen Treat Shop, to talk with them a little about being in business as a couple and running a cool business, too. First question, I guess, is how long have you guys been married and how long have you owned your business together? We were we got married in 2008, um, October 11th, 2008, in Grayton Beach, Florida, on the beach, and it was awesome and wonderful. Um, and we bought La Pops April the 11th of 2017. As a couple that owns a business together, um, this is something we ask a lot of couples. If they set certain rules that make it work for them, like 
no work talk at home or scheduling date nights? I mean, are there certain things that you're like, this is how we're going to do this. These are non-negotiable or these are things we strive for. We talk about work all the time. (laughs) We talk about work all the time. At home, on vacation. (laughs) Yes, we're always talking. Well, honestly, I I think it's kind of weird because people talk about their jobs anyway, Mm -hmm. but now you talk about a job that you have together. Mm -hmm. So even though you talk about work, does it it still work for you? Do you find that it's encroaching too much in the work-life blend? I don't think so because I think it's such an integral part of our life. I mean, the fact that we live, you know, one block over from the business, um, the fact that our kids you know, help us at events and our families help us. And I think it's important because we're both also first time small business owners. And so we're trying to learn. And um, in order to do that, you just have to immerse yourself in it. But I don't think we really have a hands off time. I think we both enjoy really brainstorming about it and talking about it and you know, trying to make it better, tweak it. Um, so that kind of gives us opportunity, I guess, because we both enjoy talking about it. And neither one of us, I mean, and, and I have another job too. So it's like trying to blend all of that together, I think, and then just talk about popsicles. I mean, that's super fun. <laughs> I know the fact that you guys have a business that is about popsicles. I mean, that right there is kind of super fun. I mean, I know. Oh yeah, yeah Collier, you like to you were we've talked before, and you like to come up with new flavors, and that's sort of your creative expression. Right, and we have the kids for that too. They'll come up with new flavors or flavor ideas, and that's something we can talk about, you know, at dinner or wherever. I'm curious, just a sidebar, how do you test those? What is this your test kitchen here? We make them just, we'll make any kind of flavor and just the employees test them. And But yeah, probably the two taste tests, I guess captains are our two daughters. <laughs> All right. And we have, and even their friends, like if I'm driving carpool, um, their friends will have, an, like one of them even had a little like list of, flavor ideas that she had been compiling so that she could give it to Mr. (laughs) Collier. So um, in case he needed some new flavors, um, ideas, she had come up with some so that we always thought that was really cute. That is adorable. Just Mm -hmm. pay it forward. Just, you know, just come up with new ideas and and share them with other people. That's right. When you guys have your uh, defined roles, are, are those clear, first of all? And second, how they help you work better together? Mm-hmm. There are certain things that I am not good at that he is very good at. And there are certain things that I'm good at that are maybe not necessarily his strong suits. And when we first got the business, we just kind of naturally fell into those roles of who's going to do what, where. And so I would say that there are some that are pretty concretely defined. Um, but then there are some other roles that we neither one of us are good at. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there that neither one of us have any um, strengths in. And so we have outsourced those. And that's just something that has been important to us to make sure that we're not trying to do something that we can't or we we don't have time to learn or something like that because there's someone else that is an expert in that. And so we let the experts take over those roles. Sure. My main role is just being in the shop every day in the morning and working in a kitchen and freezing the pops and Ashley's job is more of the managing the events and scheduling 
because she is she's great at the logistics of of scheduling a freezer here the truck needs to go there this day and then this which i'm terrible at doing that so i'm just the one that makes sure we have the pops ready for this and we have enough pops for that it makes perfect sense if you're a couple you know running a business to play to your strengths and your interests because you don't want it to be you don't want to be miserable mm-hmm. if you're like you know i don't enjoy this or i feel overwhelmed by it yeah mm-hmm. i think farming it out is a really good idea <laughs> one other thing that's kind of unique is that your business given that it is popsicles and event-based is it hard to schedule a date night because like weekends are your busy time i would imagine yeah i mean we do we make some pretty good um efforts to even if we're just going somewhere to talk about la pops like we're just trying to get the schedule for the next few weeks or you know or month or however we have it farmed out um luckily enough our girls are old enough now that we have a little bit more flexibility as far as um just being able to be alone for a little while and even if it's just to go and and brainstorm and because like we said we do enjoy talking about it so it's kind of fun for us to go somewhere and just sit together and bounce ideas off of each other and and kind of dream about you know what it could be what can come and so um, you probably would disagree like we don't have enough date nights <laughs> <laughs> no we do try to do it at least have a, a lunch once mm-hmm. a week and we're just us and it's pretty much 99 percent la pops and we do the schedule or come up with ideas or if there's this or that that we need to go over about the shop we can do that there and it's helped a lot yeah Mm -hmm. that's i think that's a very integral piece of is the weekly check-ins and get-togethers especially in the summertime and the spring you know leading to when school's leaving and like everyone's jazzed about events and then when school comes back you've got all the fall festivals and that kind of stuff just trying to make sure that we're on the same page because you do kind of start running a little parallel you know and it's so important to just kind of even if even if it is just to talk about business but just to get back together look at each other in the face and like talk about you know, whatever there is to talk about, but you've got that time together to do that. Yeah, too many couples um, assume that, hey, you're married and you run a business together, you must be you know together all the time. You do need those face-to-face uh, business meetings mm-hmm. because you're right, you could be very well on your way to getting a project done, but your partner doesn't even have a clue as to where this is. <laughs> right. He Even today, he sent um, a message about a, an event and he said the 28th and I was like no no that's the 25th and he's like I don't have anything on the 25th and I said no the 25th is one that I just did today but we still have the 28th and these are the flavors and he's just like oh my gosh I thought that I missed something I was like so again we'll have our our, another connection meeting so that we can get all of our events scored away (laughs) If, if there's any advice that you would give to other couples that are thinking about working together what would that be breathe (laughs) Um, and that's more to myself than I think it is to him patience and just know going into it it's it is not easy but it's awesome but it's not easy and just kind of going into it with a super open mind and not really a ton of maybe manage your expectations of what's that what what the first two years will look like because um, we went into it completely blind and that first spring and summer was 
brutal. I mean, it was brutal on us as a couple. It was brutal on our family because our kids were so much younger. Um, it was brutal on my business that I was trying to build. So it was just a, just to give yourself some grace and try and manage your expectations when you're going into it and know that it could be a little rocky, but it'll, it'll get easier and you'll learn more. Right, Mary, someone that has similar interests to you, but is good at the things you're bad at doing. <laughs> <laughs> that helps in business and in life. Amen to that. Yeah, you got to find your counterpart uh, to do all that stuff. What has been the most fun thing about running a popsicle shop? One of the fun things is, is our kids and us doing that all together. I mean, we even talked about it. We did a large event um, last weekend, last weekend, last weekend. And the girls were there with us. And it was just the four of us just like working together and kind of creating that bond together that this is something that's ours. You know, we both get up every single day. And this is such a priority of ours. Um, I think that that's, that's probably my most favorite thing about the business is doing it all together. Yeah, you stole my answer. I was going to say that the big truck events where, you know, it's an all day thing and one of us might have to run back and forth, get more pops from the shop, but the girls helping out and they love to do. And it's a family time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. All right. Well, let's wrap up this interview with the most important question of all favorite flavor. I will say I'm just going to go chocolate banana. I was going to try and see if there was something else, but chocolate banana is my favorite. I usually say peanut butter chocolate, but we have banana pudding right now, and I forgot how good that one is. <laughs> I, might have to, I might just say banana pudding. Hey, Jody. Hey, Glenn. Nice to see you here at the Couples Inc. water cooler. It always is. It's so refreshing. Nice to see me. It's nice to see you, too. The the water is secondary. You are the reason I come to the water cooler. (laughs) Okay. The the, uh, hydration is second. Well, stick a straw in me, then. This time at the water cooler, as we mentioned before, back to school season. Yeah, yeah. I thought it might be fun if we shared some funny school stories. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And... I've got a couple here. They're, some of them are kind of quickies. And then, you know, so there's, I didn't have one long, drawn-out story. So I thought I'd come up with a couple. And you have, like, one. So do you want me to start with my? Like, yeah, you okay. do yours. I'll do my first two because they're kind of, they're both in grade school. In first grade, my dad just stopped by to pick me up at school after work to take me home. It was on his way. And... School was pretty much ended. I was That's just a dad at, thing. It's a dad thing. I was yeah. just at recess. What makes the story interesting is that my dad was a state trooper who was driving his police car. Oh, Jody's in trouble. I know. Seriously, I didn't think anything of it because he'd been a police officer all my life. And so I'm like, hey, I hop in the car, not the back, the front, passenger side with him. And then we drive home. The next day... All these other kids asked me what I did and thought I had been arrested. Mm. First grade. First grade. And I don't know if this helped my cred or not. I don't know if I became like cool or a pariah. I don't know. Because I I was first grade. I don't really remember all that much. I just do remember what an odd thing that was because you just don't 
you just don't think, like, you know. Yeah, when you're in first grade, too, if you're watching that, you think it's totally legit that a first grader gets arrested, just That's like true. a grown-up. That is true. You don't is- really know what the law <laughs> says about that or whether there's a juvenile... Thing yeah, you don't know. That. Yeah, you don't know that it's not common, you know, early, you know. So at least it it usually isn't for first graders to be, you know, arrested. But anyway, so while also, so you got arre- what did you do though? Oh, I I don't know, but I mean, I don't know why I let him take me alive. But you know what I should have done is as he as I was leaving, if I'd known the reaction, I should have yelled to somebody, "Wait for me on the outside." Absolutely, that would have been too cool. Of course, the kids probably wouldn't have understood that anyway. But outside, we're at recess. Yeah, we're already outside. What do you say? Also, while we're still at the playground and the grade school world, I do remember another funny story where um, we had field day. I don't know if you ever had field day where it was kind of like little competitive stuff. I don't know if. I don't know how much they do that of that now, but we had like the 50-yard dash, relay racing, you know. Um, no, every day was field day when I was, was in school. <laughs> every day was, you were, you were just trying to stay alive. Yeah, you were just, like, just trying to survive. You had livestock that you had to dodge, barbed wire fence, you know. <laughs> you the, were very in the country. Yeah. So anyway, so field day, um, I do remember I got so excited that we were doing the obstacle course and we were going having to go through the playground. So I was going going to go across the jungle gym. Well, I was tall enough to easily reach the rungs that go across it from the ground. From the ground, I was. That a ta- I was is awesome. Yeah, so I was totally fine to. But I got so excited that I not only I climbed up all the steps leading up to jump over to, and I jumped. But my hands went in between the two rungs, and I hit my head really hard, oh. and then went down on the ground. And the next thing I remember was looking up and seeing the music teacher, because that's who the person was in charge of the obstacle course. Makes perfect that's sense. Because you got your bell rung. I got my bell rung, and she just was like looking at me, asking if I was okay. And then I had to go and sit by the tree until the rest of the game was over. So I lost the obstacle course. That was what I was most upset about. But um, but it was just so. It was like looking back. I'm like that was a, that was so stupid. I could have just literally, you know, just stood and grabbed it and walked across. Well, I want to back up to the tree for just a second. Yes. Is this a special tree with healing properties? No, it was just a tree. Yeah, there was no there medical. There was no school nurse. <laughs> just just school the school nurse. tree. I just, I just had to hang out by the tree. But it does remind me though uh-huh. about how dangerous playgrounds were i mean you had your merry-go-rounds that we tried to go so fast people would fall off that was the the object of it yeah if you were on there parallel to the ground with your legs sticking out screaming for dear life you were having fun you were having a blast winning the wooden seesaws or splinter slides yes and then the hot metal everything yeah Everything Especially was hot metal. Slide because it was oh. a refl- It was like sitting on a mirror. Or a- <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> yourself. Never mind that it's so hot it cauterizes the back of your legs, and yes. you leave parts of them in a trail <laughs> as you're going down. Oh, so those are my two grade school stories that I thought were kind of, kind of funny. The angst that happened at, you know, at school when I think first grades and maybe well fourth grade. You say everything happens in fourth grade, so first and fourth grade right there. Yeah. All right, what was yours? Mine was a little bit later Mm -hmm. uh, in eighth grade. I worked uh, for a time in the lunchroom. It was a a pretty good deal because you got to eat before everybody else, and the food was free. So my job was to scrape the excess food off the trays with a spatula type thing. 
and then spray the trays down before they went into the dishwasher. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I remember. Yeah. I remember school trays. Yeah. It's kind of like an assembly line. The mm-hmm. people come up to you, they give you the trays, they put them through a window, and then you reach through the window and pick them up and all that. Well, the guy in front of me was the guy that was reaching through and picking them up and sliding them back to me. And one day, I just got a wild hair. I don't know why I was doing it, but I was hitting him with his spatula. <laughs> and of course, he got a little bit put out by that. So after we were done, he just walked up to me and punched me in the nose. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it started bleeding, obviously, and everything. And a teacher was standing about 10 feet away and saw this. And he took us both to the principal's office. That guy wound up getting in trouble. But you're the one who started it. Uh, yeah, oh, is I this started your confession? it, and I got off the hook. Yes, this in front of everyone on our podcast, the first time ever, I admit my culpability. Is it culpability? I think so. My guilt. Your guilt. Yeah. Dun dun. My responsibility. It goes back to, you know, what we were talking about with the list. There you go. Yeah. You're, but you're finally doing it um, just a few years later. Oh yes, <laughs> I, I feel so much better now. Like a weight is lifted off of you. cathartic. Wow. And you heard it here first, folks. Yes. The true story. The true story of the spatula incident of 1973. Cafeteria Gate. Thanks for listening to Couples, Inc., a place where we help couples work better together. We drop new episodes the first and third Wednesday of each month, but to make sure you don't miss a show, follow us wherever fine podcasts are published. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to support the podcast, share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating or review. And please visit our website, couplesincpodcast.com. That's couplesincpodcast.com. To learn more about us, review show notes, or leave us a message. Until next time.